on hard facts. I don't just bring you the news, I bring you the newsmakers. Consul General of the U.S. Consul General in Lagos, giving her first ever interview in Nigeria. Claire Pierangelo. They come to me because they know Lagos is listening. I love the way you engage Nigeria, especially with people who are called to Phoenix, Nigeria. They feel they are more Nigeria than you are. We talk to the newsmakers. The special assistant to the president on digital and new media, Tolu Ogunasi. Frank Amber has just walked into the studio. Yawande Sadiku. Yawande is the executive secretary of NIPC, the Nigeria Investment Promotion Council. The senior special assistant to President Muhammad Buhari on public affairs, Mr. Ajuri Ngelali. We talked to captains of industry. She's the founder and CEO of Tomato Joss, one of Nigeria's biggest agro-industrial businesses. Her name is Mira Meta. He's been selected for Forbes 30 Under 30. His name is Inyolua Aboyeji. We talked to the experts. He's the chief economist at Business Day. He's a big friend of the show. He's the head of the Department of Molecular Biology and Biotechnology at the Nigerian Institute of Medical Research, NIMR. Dr. Bamidele Walofo. And we talk to you. I found Mr. Usman through hard facts. He's a listener. He sent us a WhatsApp message when we were talking about the scanners at the port. Give me your afternoon and I'll give you the answers. Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Four minutes past three o'clock. First hard fact of the day, we had 25 new COVID confirmations yesterday across five states. That's eight more um, cases than Tuesday. Lagos had the highest numbers of cases yet again. So just remember to keep safe. If you have to go out, wear your mask, limit your movement, keep it to only essential stuff. And uh, when you are around people, give them gap, right? Keep your distance. And don't forget to wash and sanitize your hands as frequently as possible. of the day is 56. The Senate is threatening to issue arrest warrants on the heads of 56 federal agencies for failing to appear when summoned. So here's what's happening right now. The Senate is looking into the Auditor General's report on agency finances from 2018. And they want these 56 agencies to come and explain the queries against them. But they've been refusing to show up. So the Senate Committee on Public Accounts says it's giving most of them until next week, Tuesday, to appear. Otherwise, they'll raise bench warrants against their executives. Some of the agencies include PPRA and NSITF. We're keeping our eye on that story. And uh, the more that uh, comes out of it, the more you will know. You and all the one million Lagosians who listen to this show, they cannot be wrong. They listen to hard facts, starting with the big three. Let's talk about Malami saying that he never asked the president to suspend constitutional rights. Then let's talk about Unilag sacking the lecturers exposed by the sex for grades report. And then let's talk about the abducted Niger students, uh, you know, the Islamia students. We'll talk about that, the developments in that story. And uh, when you want to hear about developments, this is where to tune in to hear them. Remember, you can stream alongside us on Facebook. We're live there. Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. We are also available when you leave your car on www.nigeriainfo.fm or simply download our app on your, on your app store and listen to us wherever you go, wherever you are. Follow us on Twitter while you are at it at Nigeria Info FM. As usual for a Thursday, we have League of Extraordinary Nigerians coming your way after the business news at 4 o'clock and then Eyewitness after 
after that. On today's big hard fact, let's talk about funerals. Funerals are more often than not the saddest parts of a lot of people's lives. Why do we choose that moment when the person is at their lowest to begin to levy all sorts of insensitive and ridiculous demands? Five o'clock, let's have that conversation. A lot of us are at the age where we are having to bury our parents, our uncles, our relatives. That means that we are the ones who have to meet all of these ridiculous demands that are being levied at our doorstep when a loved one dies. Now, should we continue to do things the way our grandfathers and great-grandfathers and fathers did it? Or is it time to say, you know what, some of these things are outrightly ridiculous Enough is enough. It has to end. Five o'clock, we'll have that conversation. News updates will come your way, of course, at the top of every hour. You need to listen to everything I say on this show if you would like a chance to win on just a minute. I'm Sandra Ezekwasli, Lagos. Let's get started with The Big Three. This is The Big Three. The Big Three. On Hard Facts. On 99.3. The Curia Info. As Malami's denial ruled out any attempt to suspend constitutional rights. Did the Sex for Grades report change attitudes toward, uh, towards um, sexual harassment in schools? That's a conversation we should explore. We will explore, actually. And what set of solutions are needed to stop school abductions? Those are your big three. Lagos, let's talk. The Attorney General of the Federation says he never asked the president to suspend parts of the constitution. And that's our first story. So Abu Bakr Malami put out a statement through his spokesperson, Umar Gwandu. And let me read you part of the statement. And please forgive any grammatical errors. They are not coming from me. I'm reading the statement as it was written. It says, quote, the attention of the Office of the Honorable Attorney General of the Federation and Minister of Justice, Abu Bakr Malami, S.A.N., has been drawn to a false and fictitious report alleging that there was a secret memo emanating from the office to the presidency. General publics are hereby asked to disregard the media report as fabrica- fabrications of anti-constitutional democratic stability in Nigeria. Malami remains a true Democrat who believes in rules of law and tenant of democracy and constitutional order. The Office of the Attorney General of the Federation Minister of Justice is a constitutionally recognized one with its role and responsibilities embedded in the Constitution. It is antithetical to common sense to think that the holder of such coveted office as the Attorney General of the Federation and Minister of Justice will stoop to what was printed by the media. End quote. By the way, this is the second time in a few weeks that we've seen an official press release from a federal government official with so many grammatical errors. We saw a similar thing uh, with the statement from the Code of Conduct um, Tribunal President, Stanley Diomar. I don't know, do we need to talk about standards? Is that a conversation that needs to be had? 
But anyways, back to the story, back to the Attorney General. He's saying that he never advised the president to declare a state of emergency and suspend the Constitution's uh, provisions for human and civil rights. Now, Nigeria Info did not carry the original reports because we have not seen the memo that the other news outlets claim to have seen. But now that the Attorney General is responding officially and on the record, we're discussing his response. If and when a memo contradicting his position appears, we will cover that as well. But let's talk about Malami's uh, claim that uh, he has always been a believer in the tenets of democracy. I want to take you back to July 2019 when the Senate screened him, uh, screened him as a ministerial nominee. Senator Ayinaya Baribe asked Malami at that time why he has refused to release many suspects whom courts had granted bail, suspects like uh, El Zagzaki. And Malami said at that time, quote, I concede that I have a responsibility as AGF to protect individual rights. But looking at the provisions of Section 174 of the Constitution, I want to state further that the office of the AGF is meant to protect public interest. And where the individual interests conflicts with the public interests of 180 million Nigerians that are interested in having this country integrated must naturally prevail, end quote. And at that time, when Malami said what he said, you had an uproar from his fellow uh, lawyers who said that that decision isn't for, um, isn't for the attorney general, that it's the courts who decide whether public interests outweigh individual rights. And when they issue orders based on that decision, the AGF must obey. So since then, there's been a long-running question about whether this current AGF indeed defends the constitutional rights of Nigerians. And I'd like to know where you stand on that. What do you think about uh, Malami's track record as Attorney General when it comes to upholding civil rights? What do you think about his response to this new allegation that he asked the president to suspend parts of the constitution? Based on his choice of words in this statement, is it safe to conclude that Malami believes that any attempt to suspend rights guaranteed in the constitution for the sake of security would be undemocratic? Do you think that that's a safe conclusion? Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. Women, call me on 01465-7190. Speaking of the Constitution, next week Tuesday on The Big Hard Fact, we're going to be looking at some of the proposals submitted at um, the public hearings on restructuring. You need to tune in for that. Next week Tuesday, 5 p.m. We'll have that conversation. I'll have lawyers on the show with me. But yes, tell me what you think about Malami's track record as Attorney General uh, when it comes to upholding civil rights. And what do you think about his response to the new allegations that he asked the president to suspend parts of the constitution? Jeff, you know, Papa was first on the line, but he's not there anymore. All right, let's see who we have. 0700-993-993-993. We've got WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. And we're streaming live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. Uh, YouTube as well, Nigeria Info FM. And Twitter, at Nigeria Info FM. 
Uh, John Bosco Willemite on Twitter says, Malami's denial hasn't ruled out any attempt to utter or suspend our constitutional rights in this country. Uh, and I want to stress that Malami, as far as I know him, has not followed his position. Um, okay, so you, you don't think his denial is enough? All right, well, thank you very much for your comment on Twitter. Uh, we've got messages coming in via WhatsApp, but we'll take a number of them after we take a few calls. Hello, thank you very much for calling us. Hello, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Uh, me, Joseph, calling from Mikoi. Welcome, Joseph. I don't know, as Malami, as Malami has chambers, all these Femifala no me has. Does he have a chamber? Yeah, because you people are media, I don't know even whether the man have persecuted any high cases before. Yes, he represents Nigeria all the time. He's not, he's not each of represent Nigeria, whether I have win any high profile cases. Because that man, I don't, I don't know, he's not, he's not supposed to be a general of the Federation. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you very much for calling. Ufama is in Magoto. Hello, Ufama. Yes, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Yes, you know, uh, this our attorney general, I did not believe in the government. So, you know, maybe so controversial. Uh, both him and his boss, there's a lot of controversy in that situation. So, what is said at night? It's not in you. Indirectly, in a particular territory, the president and the Irishman. So, I did not believe in the game of Buhari. Your line is breaking up, unfortunately, but uh, we do thank you for calling, Oforma. If you just joined the show, I told you the Attorney General of the Federation says he never asked the President to suspend parts of the Constitution. He put out a statement through his spokesman, Omar Gwandu, and the statement read, the attention of the Office of the Honorable Attorney General of the Federation and Minister of Justice has been drawn to a false and fictitious report alleging that there was a secret memo emanating from the office of the presidency. General publics are hereby asked to disregard the media report as fabrications of anti-constitutional democratic stability in Nigeria. Malami remains a true democrat who believes in rules of law and tenant tenant of democracy and constitutional order. I'm reading the, the statement verbatim, so excuse any grammatical errors. The Office of the Attorney General of the Federation and Minister of Justice is a constitutionally recognized one uh, with its role and responsibilities embedded in the Constitution. It is antithetical to common sense to think that the holder of such coveted office as the Attorney General of the Federation and Minister of Justice will stoop to what was printed by the media. Now, like I said earlier on, we did not carry the original report because we've not seen the memo for ourselves. But now that the Attorney General is responding on the record, we have to uh, take a look at his response. And I'm asking what you think of his response. What do you think um, about um, his choice of words? You know, is it safe to conclude based on the choice of words in the statement that Malami believes that any attempt to suspend rights guaranteed in the Constitution for the sake of security would be undemocratic. Chris is a first-time caller from Ikeja. Hello, Chris. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for calling. connecting to you after one year. (laughs) I've been trying this line. Please, uh, like I would say, Mm. a lot of people have said a lot of things about this present government. Mm. Malami, I don't know how he passed law exams, law school exams. I don't know how he was made attorney general of a country called Nigeria. 
I wonder what this government is looking at by making him as an general. He's a man who will come out and say things and go the next day and deny what he has said. I've heard it in several, several fora saying things that are not so, so, supposed to be said as a lawyer. I think Nigerian Bar Association should look into this man's affair and know whether the guy should be debarred. I'm still very, very his call to that is still very professional. Even though some of these people up north, some of them will just go to Islamic school or go and study Islamic law, they will be called to pass. I don't know the kind of rationale behind all this. All we need to do is let this new constitution still and let the whole Nigerians know where we're heading to. If they are not ready to adhere to the submission of all we have submitted, let there be another way forward. If they want this country to to be divided, let it be divided. If they want this country to be divided, let us go back to regions. I've always said this in the last 30 years. If you go back to regions, Nigeria will fare better as regions. Let everybody develop at their own pace. This is, look at what Aero uh, 5 said sometime last week. There is his federal allocation, they use it to pay salaries. That means they are busy waiting for federal allocation, money that was generated from somewhere in the southeast and the south-south. Somebody will just stand up north there, refuse to. Look at what they used to have in the past, granite pyramid. They will tell us, come to the whole world and tell us, look, ban importation of rice. We have rice pyramid, but you cannot find any of those rice. I'm, I'm challenging any Nigerian to walk into any market in Lagos and see if you can have, you can see all right, Chris, let's stay on the subject, okay? I know you haven't called us in a year, and so you're trying to fit in all the talking points into one uh, phone call, but let's stay on the topic. And the topic is the denial of uh, the Attorney General of the Federation, who says he never asked the President to suspend parts of the Constitution. Now, I also mentioned that um, um, the... the the Attorney General of the Federation said some things I found very interesting. So he claims that he has always been a believer in the tenets of democracy. And my question is, do you believe that? Is that something that you agree with? If you take a look at Malami's track record, is it the track record of somebody who believes in the tenets of democracy? And I took you back to 2019 and I gave you the uh, example from his Senate screening. And uh, a senator asked him why he had refused to release a lot of suspects whom the courts had granted bail. And Malami said at the time that um, the interest of um, the nation outweighed individual rights. It was a statement that incurred the wrath of a lot of lawyers who were listening at the time. Because lawyers were saying that um, it's not a decision for the attorney general, it's a decision for the courts. And the courts have decided whether um, a, a person's individual rights outweighs uh, uh, the public good. And if, if the courts decide in favor of the ind individual, the attorney general should simply obey the courts. So since then, there's been this long-running question about whether this current AGF indeed defends the constitutional rights of Nigerians. So that's another part of the conversation that we can have. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190-4-WOMEN. Uh, Denise is in Ejegun. Hello, Denise. Welcome to the show. Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm very well. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, is it, Malami is quite an intelligent 
Attorney General of the Federal Republic of India. Very, very intelligent. I've listened to him severally. Hmm. But I think something is missing somewhere. And what about him is missing? Or at least I should put it this way. Is he, what, what, what is actually his primary assembly? This is to defend the, the sovereignty of the nation, one, or to defend the, the interest, his personal interest. Because look at the issue of uh, Tao and Skepat. Look at the issue of when uh, Wiki arrested those leadership uh, professors or something like that during the COVID. The last position is always questionable. It's as if he's not just there to defend the rule of law, what the law says, but to defend himself or defend his, his boss. And the issue of social intelligence now comes in. Where does it really stand? Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Denise, for calling. Austin is in Victoria Island. Hello, Austin. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Yeah. First of all, I would even want to appeal, please. Eh? That's, that statement you read here. Eh? Can you please just screenshot and post it so that we can read? That's just... <laughs> 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 I was cracking up when you read that statement. I was cracking up. But secondly, um, I think... Um, we can safely deduce from the statement of the um, Attorney General that the, there is an atom of truth in the rumor that was spreading around that the guy has advised the president to suspend part of the constitution. From this statement? And this is done in the sense that unless a Nigerian really, that is not reading in between the lines, hmm. if you are reading in between the lines, you will know that the rights of Nigeria is gradually been clamped by this administration. Look at what happened in the time of Etat and every other protest that has followed. The way they just sweep, sweep, sweep somehow Nigerians like we do not have rights anymore. Well, it's going to be bad if they decided and succeed in suspending part of the constitution. That means nobody will talk anymore. The guy will just, you know, have a free reign and God bless us all. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Austin, for calling. We've got messages on WhatsApp. Let's take a look at some of them. Gentle Lion from Ajar says, the Attorney General doesn't represent the general public as stipulated in the Constitution. We've got... Um, uh Somebody who says, I appreciate Nigeria Info for not carrying a baseless report, but generally, I don't rate Malami as an AGF. Good afternoon, Sandra. I must admit that Nigerians are in for it. Ever since mediocrity usurped merit, standard has been eroded. Just imagine the blunders of the statement emanating from such an exalted office. Lawrence from Ikurudu says, Lawrence, thank you very much for your message. Chukudi Urabwa says, the menace of abduction is a threat to efforts at reducing the rate of out-of-school children in Nigeria. We're going, I'm going to come back to this comment when we take a look at our second story. But thank you very much for sending that message to us, Chikudi. Uh, more messages here. Friday from Raja says, Sandra, we don't have trust for our leaders anymore because they are always telling lies. But a day will come. Uh, they'll dance according to the music. Okay. All right, then. Let's go to Facebook as quickly as possible before we have to go on this break. We've got um, Atanda Kayode who says, Sandra, we're in Nigeria. Anything can happen. Malami is a megaphone for the presidency. Their truth is seriously doubtfully doubtful. Okay.
That's a good one. We've got more messages here. Um, Sharif Ogirima says, I don't think his denial has ruled out anything. Is it not this same Malami that compared spare parts business to cattle rearing? Malami... Um, things based off of sentiment okay well we'll come back and take a few more comments on twitter and on facebook and on whatsapp when uh, we return from this break i'm sandra ezekwesteli you're listening to hard facts on 99.3 nigeria info Indeed, we are. It's 3.28. At the moment, I'm Sandra S. Zekwasili. Unilag has sacked the lecturers exposed by the Sex for Great documentary. And that's our second story on the Big Three today. Two years ago, BBC Africa I aired a documentary, an undercover investigation into sexual harassment of students in Nigeria and Ghana. And here in Nigeria, they focused on Unilag. Their reporter went undercover as a student looking for admission. And he had these lecturers caught on camera demanding sex from the reporter. The two lecturers in Unilag were Dr. Boniface Igwenehu and Dr. Samuel Omoni. Oladiko. After the documentary aired, Unilag suspended both of them and the school Senate launched an investigation. The Senate found them liable for misconduct and now the governing council has approved their dismissal based on that finding. Meanwhile, over in Ekiti State, another lecturer has been suspended for sexual harassment. That was um, at the Federal University Oyekiti, Foye. His name is Dr. Desen Jonathan Mbachaga. A, a preliminary panel found that there were grounds for investigation, hence the suspension. So now, just like the Unilad case, Foye will set up a full investigation to decide whether he's guilty or not. And both these stories are big news because in our schools, sexual harassment cases don't often get this far. Those of us who went through university know firsthand what usually happens. First of all, most victims are even too scared to come forward. Then the few who do come forward usually see their complaints dismissed unofficially. Very few cases make it to the stage of panels and probes and suspension pending investigation. What even usually ends up happening is revenge against the victim. But now we're seeing suspensions and dismissals. And what I want to know is if you think Sex for Great's documentary has changed the nation's mood. Do you think this is a sign that um, universities have realized that, look, um, we cannot allow lecturers keep getting away with this? Have universities decided that they are accountable and they have to make campuses safe for students? Or, 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 is this just a coincidence? Is Unilag simply responding to public attention on this specific case? And do you think they'll revert to their old ways as soon as the public eye moves on? It's 3.30, Women, call me there. What do you think about the sack of these lecturers, these Unilag lecturers, and the suspension of the four-year lecturer? 
Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. 0700-993-993-993. Women, 01465-7190. And of course, there's WhatsApp, 080-959-75805. 0809597805 Hello thank you very much for calling us Yeah good afternoon Good, good afternoon what's your name Saint Austin the first time caller from Aja Good to have you on the show welcome Thank you very much I really appreciate the effort of Nigeria by doing that I really appreciate that you keep it up so that by so doing Nigeria will be a better country for all of us thank you very much Thank you very much for calling us on the show to say that 99.3 Ah, thank God. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? Just look where you're listening. Welcome. Go ahead. Please, please I want to say something concerning sleeping, uh, those lecturers. Mm-hmm. See, that's what, that's what in particular, they need to do that in that's what. I have a younger, not blood, you understand, but a younger sister. She's like a younger sister to me. Church sister. Now, She's in 100 level. She's currently in 200 level. But I remember that telling me uh, when she entered the school last year that uh, a lecturer showed interest in her in, at uh, 100 level for semester for that matter. Hmm. Long story short, the lady now in 200 level, she's, uh, she's capable. She knows what she's, she can do. And she did well in, in the exam for semester. Now the result is out. She told me the lecturer failed her, gave her 23, as if she did not even do test, she did not write exam. And she said, because of the way the lecturer has been disturbing her, hmm. she purposely read so well to pass that course hmm. that she's not supposed to get nothing less than A. And I even advised her to recall it. Hmm. And she now told me that in the school, our own department, hmm. the equity told someone not to try it. Okay. Not to recall. The, the, the most brilliant student, he was filled and he said he's going to recall they should do this, this, that. The HOD called the guy not to try it. Okay. What is going on? This lady now in 211, she has not told the parents about it that this lecturer is showing interest. Now, she has finished second semester exam. She's currently in 200. Doesn't even know if she has been failed again in this second semester. Hmm. Imagine. And the, the parents, they are not rich. You understand? Yeah. So when it comes to this, what can they do in such a situation? I'm even thinking, okay, lady, I think you need to take the lecturer out. Maybe record when you want to talk the lady was telling me the lecturer is so smart that this man will not fall. What is going to happen to them? So you're saying that this thing that happened with um, the Ekiti school and the Unilag, you think that those are just coincidences? No, try to understand. The part where I'm going to is mm-hmm. these people that did it, they did it undercover. Yeah. What can she do? She's just 100 level, she's just entered 200 level. How can she do it? You don't think she can go the right way, like make an official report? They are, you don't understand, they may end up rusticating her, like she has no power, no connection. 
I, I, un- I understand that. Um, but um, if she can get some proof, if she can get some proof, she can use that proof to um, file a report. And who knows, she could get lucky. She could get lucky. I don't know. You know what? The good thing is people listen to you share this story. So perhaps they'll have an answer for you. So keep listening, all right? So they'll call and and, uh, tell you what she could do. Now, you've heard Jesulok Payer's story. Uh, If you have a suggestion for how they can, how this 100-level students can get justice, please help um, Jesulok Payer. 99.3, hello? Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. What's your Hello. name? Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, uh, the case of uh, the lecturers, I want to say, is not to buy rubbish. However, please, it, they should be well investigated before they are sent away. Okay. Yes, that's right. All right. Thank you very much. Goodbye to rubbish. And they should be investigated before they're sent away. George Darlington says there's no smoke without fire. Malami denying he never asked the suspension of the Constitution raises some dust. We hope they are not flying a kite because that's how the third term agenda under Basanjo was thrown and denied, became true, but was randomly defeated. All right. Uh, George Darlington, thank you for your message. Obiara Chubata says, Malami has denied it. And since we don't have contrary evidence, so be it. As for upholding the tenets of democracy, he said tenants of democracy. That is him being smart. Okay. All right. I'll take your word for it. Musa Mohammed said, Sandra, there should be an action of law to stop sex for grades in school. And also they should uh, beef up security in the premises of schools to stop the abduction of students. Thank you very much for your message. We've got more comments here uh, coming in via Facebook. Uh, we'll come back to them. Let me take a few calls on here. Hello. Hello. Thank you for Good calling. Hello, Sandra. Yeah, my name is uh, Aguma. Welcome, Aguma. Yeah, I'm talking about uh, Salami. Hmm. Um, I don't know where we saw this coming when a competent person like uh, Onoge was removed and we knew that something was fishy. But a lot of us that uh, sheltered, screened, we could not be heard. But then, don't forget also during his screening, his certificate was asked for. He said it was, uh, he has no certificate. The, the one he had was uh, eaten up by a ferocious ant, termite. Uh, was that him or was that um, the, the head of the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court Justice? I thought it was him. No, I think that was the Supreme Court Justice. Oh, I'm sorry, I withdraw. Yeah. So... It's all right, mm. but then but that is unbecoming of an attorney general to make this men that are attributed to him. Thank you. Thank you very much, Agwama, for calling. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Hello, thank you for calling us. Hello. Hello, Sandra. How are you, sir? What's your name? Yeah, uh, Joe from Bariga. Welcome, Joe. You see this university, if we want to talk about their case today, we will not finish their case today. Mm. For example, I know that I'm deviating a little. I have, you know that I have, in Imo University, mm. I have used half a million naira to do clearing in that school mm. before I can get a, a certificate from that school. 
And this is what it has been going on for so many years. Hmm. Do you believe that? Like I believe that. <laughs> so it's, 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 if you want to talk about these schools today, these universities today, all of them in Nigeria, hmm. I think we will not go anywhere today. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for calling. What's your name? Good afternoon. I want to correct something. It was Malami. Not that on the general of federation. No, no, no. It was record. Tanko. It was Tanko. Check. Uh, it was Tanko that said Chamites ate his um, certificates. Okay, I thought it was the one. No, it's Tanko. It's the Chief Justice of the Federation. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, sorry, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. 99.3, hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? My name is Mohamed. I'm coming from Lekki. Welcome, Mohamed. Please, I have a complaint. Okay. The previous, um, what's her name? The program that before you took over, mm. she's calling a caller if uh, Olodo. And I think you need to address it. It's not good like that, right? Okay. So here's what you can do. Send an email to us, info at nigeriainfo.fm. Okay? Um, that way we can um, take that complaint. I, I, I can't speak to that one way or the other. We've got comments on Facebook. Let's take a look at some of them and then I'll bring you our final story. Um, it's Ibe Chigoze. Michael says... Okay, no, you're talking about something else. Johans Aloma says Malami does not have the requisite skills to be attorney general. All right. More comments pouring in via Facebook. Anthony Umokoli says, this is what quota system policies do to the country. All right. Let's bring you our final story because I'm seeing that uh, a lot of people are raring to go uh, at that story, right? Our final story on the show today uh, is the abduction of students in Niger State. We're getting more details on that. The school is Salihu Tanko Islamia School in Tegina Town in Rafi local government area. Um, the school principal says that the kidnappers have contacted them. They claim that they took 156 pupils and they're demanding a ransom of 110 million naira. They say if they don't get that money today, they'll start killing the children. Now, the principal says that the school has forwarded the demand to the state government, but the state government says that they will not pay any ransom. They've taken the same position as the Kaduna state government during the Greenfield abduction. But at the same time, the government says that they are working on bringing the pupils home safe. So now the question becomes, what plan does the state government have to rescue these children? Because you have to remember that with the Greenfield case, the governor, uh, Nasser Arufai, said that the plan was to surround the abductors and strike, even though some hostages will die. But they couldn't even do that because the abductors slipped through the siege with the hostages. Right now, it's been two days since these students were taken. What are the security agencies doing? Are the security agencies in Niger still in a position to surround the gang and strike? And of course, we have wider questions to think about. School kidnappings seem to have become a fact of life in northern Nigeria. It seems to be a great business model for the terrorists and the bandits who are operating in these states. 
And that's because clearly we don't have an answer for preventing it or for recovering the hostages without paying ransom. So the question is, what are the federal and state governments doing to develop a lasting plan to prevent school kidnappings? What are they doing? Can they even do anything about it? Is there anything that they can do? I mean, short of putting more soldiers and police officers in towns or on highways to respond faster to these cases, is there a solution to this problem? Does Nigeria even have the security resources to tackle this problem? Are school abductions now a fact of life? 0700993993993. What do you think about um, the state government insisting on not paying the ransom while appearing to not have an alternative option just yet, an alternative solution just yet? Maybe if they have an alternative solution, they're not going to share it with the media, you know, so that um, the kidnappers don't get wind of it. I don't know. Now, if you support ransoms, what do you think about the fact that the kidnappers use that money to buy more arms and to become even more powerful? Women call me on 01465-7190. Men call me on 0700-993-993-993. Hello, thank you very much for calling us. Hello, Sandra. How are you? What's your name? Good afternoon. I'm fine. My name is James. Hi, James. Uh, okay, so I, I'm calling concerning the sexual grade thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really happy that this is happening. I'm very, very happy that this is happening. Right. Sure I'm suspended and dismissed and all that. Right. You know, and as much as uh, I'd like to stay on point, I want to also bring to the notice of the, you know, the whole, everybody out there that it is not just sex for grades that is just that is happening. Even younger, young men are also being victimized. Mm. It's not only... They're also being victimized. If I give you the story of how I lost my habitual in New York mm. in 2012, mm. you will be shocked. You will be shocked. If you permit me. Go ahead. Just, um, okay. All right. So what happened is uh, in 200 level, it was time for examination. Right. So my, it was during the examination, I had written six of my courses of um, eight courses. That was the first semester examination in a 200 level. Mm-hmm. So my course advisor came. Okay, they were, at that time, this was in Unilag. At that time, I think a couple of them imposters had been caught. And so the, there was, you know, all lecturers were higher than that for some of these imposters. So, Perhaps they thought I was looking funny or I don't know what happened. He came to me and that who am I? Well, I explained to him, what am I This guy collected by the bar and told me to get out of the hall. There was absolutely nothing that I did not say. His name is Dr. Emmanuel Ona in the Department of Political Science the uh, Faculty of Social Sciences. So he thought he thought that you were impersonating somebody? Exactly. He I thought see. I was impersonating somebody. Were you impersonating okay, somebody? I was not impersonating anybody. I was not impersonating anybody. Okay. So, because it was almost, you know, it was like maybe 
about uh, 30 to 40 minutes to the end of paper. Mm. And of course, I knew what I'd done in my CA. That was my sixth term paper in the examination. Mm-hmm. You know, so I knew what I'd done in CA and test. So I didn't worry. Or my C still short for me, so I didn't bother him. Right. So much later after the examination, because he had taken my examination docket. Much later after the examination, right. I, I mean, after that paper that day, I went to his office and okay. I went to introduce myself. I met a co-lecturer there with him. And uh, I now explained to him that, ah, good afternoon, sir. Uh, I'm the guy that you took his paper from him and all and everything. So he said, you, you are, you are a machinery. He's one, you know, he's an evil man. You, know. you are a machinery. Uh, ah, sir, I'm not a machinery. Even my classmates are. I stopped at classmates, Sandra. I stopped at classmates. This man stood up from his seat, came at me furiously, wanted to beat me out of the office. Hmm. Because I'm this huge man like that. At that time, Professor Akimboye was the uh, was the dean of faculty then. Now, Professor Akimboye was not, was not in the country from what I gathered and left the conduction of the examination to Dr. Honor. Right. Now, so he came at me furiously, called me names, chased me out of his office, we've never graduated from this school, blah, 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 and everything like that. I was wondering, what's happening? I don't know. Okay, fine. I went back. I was like, okay, fine, no problem. He had my examination docket. I had another paper the next day, Nigerian politics, because I was studying political science. I had another paper next day. Now, because I know some of the 300 level and 400 level guys who were in the election, so I was able to enter the examination hall without my daughter. Like 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes into the examination, the next morning, I saw this man came in. He asked about me and they pointed to me where I was. This guy came at home, collected my paper. The same lecturer? The same lecturer, Dr. Emmanuel Honor. Did you eventually find out why he kept picking you out? I do not know. Sandra, if I give you this whole story, permit me to give you this whole story. I can record this whole story. This, I can record this event and send it to you. Maybe someday when you have the time. What, 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 year, what year did this happen? This happened in 2012. Okay. So, um, so did, you, did you eventually go to another school or something like that? Yes, I eventually went to another, another school. Another school. Okay, so here's what yes. we're going to do. Stay on the line so that I can get your number. On a, on, on a different day, we can have this conversation and use your story as, uh, as, a, as a way to look at other people's situations as well. Is that okay? That's fine. Stay on the line, okay? Thank you very much All for right. calling. We've got in Aja on the line. Izuchuku, hi. Hi, good evening, son. Good evening. Thank you very much for calling. Yeah, um, I want to look at the last topic you raised. Mm. about kidnapping yes. you know you know this kidnapping has gone to some level now where we can't do negotiation and uh, and how do I call it now intervention the time that we needed to uh, uh, sorry to say this but the time we needed to pay the best ransom and then go after these guys seriously has passed okay we have already accumulated some level of strength and and taxes now that it will cause a lot of damage and carnage in terms of going after them with strength and force. Mm. We have the strength. We have the manpower. We have the weapon to do everything we wanted to do. Look at what is happening in the Southeast. Government has never deployed that kind of power. And it's coming closer to Abuja. That's my fear. 
is coming closer. Now, um, I don't think the government, the governor, the, the state governors had any power because they don't control any forces. And most of them are also broke. So I don't know whether they can raise money to save this now. We saw the last one that paid 180 million, million to save hmm. their students. Right. So I don't know what we are going to do in this aspect now. Hmm. My brother, thank you very much for calling. All right, Isuchuku. Uh, we've got messages on WhatsApp. Sandra, it's a lie uh, about the abduction of school children of Islamic school. It's a decoy to get Nigerians looking elsewhere. It's an agenda. The abductors have people in government. They should beware because Nigerians are not naive. We know that uh, this government of the day is uh, out to strip us of our commonwealth. Asimota Matthew, this is the same thing that uh, uh, people said when the uh, girls were abducted in Chibok. You know, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I mean, see where that story ended. It turns out that it wasn't a lie. Now, Asimota also says, Malami does not have the credibility to dictate anything to Nigerians. You see these political appointees, they're never consistent. They talk according to the happenings of the moment. They've failed Nigerians in all ramifications. All right, thank you very much for your message. Sandra, good afternoon. Dismissal of the lecturers is good, but they need to be prosecuted because sexual assault is a criminal case. They should be arrested and jailed, and then that will send a clear message. I actually agree with you. Thank you very much for your message. Sandra, I think this kidnapping is now a form for government officials to make money. For me, I believe they're kidnapping, but it's now abused. Wow. So cynical. Why, why are we so cynical? We've got Davidson, a Besson, who says, if the government cannot pay, which means their hand is there. No, well, if the government continues to pay, which means they're funding the lifestyles of these kidnappers. Come on, man. If they continue to pay, they're funding the lifestyles of the kidnappers. So it's not it's not really, oh, if they don't pay, then their hand is inside. Come on. We've got more people sending messages. Chukwudi, yes, finally, we can take a look at that message. Uh, Chukwudi says, the menace of abduction is a threat to efforts at reducing the rate of out-of-school children in Nigeria. The increase in the level of abductions remains indeed a national embarrassment, and I will blame the federal and state governments for leaving students vulnerable. There's need to intensify efforts by providing adequate security for all schools. With the growing rate of abductions, sending children to school in the north will be seen by many parents as walking a tightrope. Chukudi Rakba, thank you for your message. Udo Chukui Mazamaza is on the line. Udo Chukui, welcome. Yeah, um, this abduction of students. Hmm. You see, uh, one thing I find out is this, that uh, if Nigeria is a good country. I don't think that there is any reason whatsoever that will make government that is ruling the country to allow the people they are ruling to be killed. And uh, you find out now that all the senators, all the House of Assembly, they have never one day ruled out this is a law that Anybody that is uh, killing another person or adopting another person hmm. will face. Now, the people are continue demanding money, ransom. And the uh, government now is saying that uh, they are not going to pay. That is to show that they want the people to be killed. And uh, they, their hand is inside it. But if, if they, they keep paying, that means that um, kidnappers will keep having money to buy arms and machines that they will use to kidnap now, people. 
Now, if mm. they, they don't kill the kidnappers, mm-hmm. I have not seen any kidnappers. They say they have that Nigerian army or Nigerian police have killed. Mm. I have not. Instead, they are pumping them going going to the east to kill innocent people in the market. No, we've actually seen the police and the army kill or or arrest a few bandits or a few kidnappers. Then, if if Nigeria and the police are killing, how can parents pay hundred and eighty million for to rescue? These are good questions, Udochiko from Mazamaza. Thank you very much for calling. Felix in Kaduna is a first time caller. Felix, thanks for joining us from Kaduna today. Welcome. Thank you, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome. Thank you. Hmm. The problem here is that it's not all about the government finding solutions, lasting solution to school kidnapping. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, if the government can provide solution to kidnapping in the community, then kidnapping in school will definitely stop. Okay. Because even in my community here in Kaduna, presently, Southern uh-huh. Kaduna, Kachia, to be precise, uh-huh. we've been having sleepless nights for over three days. Now, and the government, we have a lot of military barracks close to us, but the government are not even doing anything about it. Hmm. Today, kidnappers, they will enter, kidnap people, rape people, go with them. Tomorrow, they still come back to try to call military, but there's nothing the government is doing. So I don't even see the government providing any solution to this school kidnapping. Uh, so so you're saying that um, you call the military be- because they are close to where you are in your community yes. and they don't show up. Sandra, like, okay, I don't know if you can pronounce this town. There is one town in Southern, Southern Kaduna, Kachia mm. local government. Okay. They call this, they call this town Akwaya. Akwaya. Yes, Akwaya. Okay. These kidnappers came to this town around 10 o'clock in the evening. Okay. And we have a military barrack named Nigerian Army School of Artillery. Okay. The distance from this barrack to this school is not up to 30 minutes. Mm. But could you imagine these kidnappers operated for like four hours? There was no any military, it's nothing, not even civilian police, not even the police, nobody came. It was after these people left, then the military were coming the following morning after like 12 hours. But, so do, but do we know if anybody called them? My Our youth leader precisely called mm. them. We were there. Our youth leader called. They mm. answered the distress call. He called them instantly. Oh. Yes, our youth leader, because we all have their numbers. Mm. They said if anything is happening, we should try and call them immediately. We should not take the law into our hands. Mm. So on several locations, when we try to call them, mm-hmm. they don't answer our call. And when we now take the law into our hands, the, the fault will now be on us. We're trying to protect ourselves. So, so what do you think the way forward is, Felix? To be honest with me, the way forward is to allow the government should mm. allow each and every individual to protect himself. Mm. That is the only way forward because you will just be in your room and a foolish and stupid illiterate man will just come and kill you for nothing. You don't have anything to defend yourself. So if government will allow each and every individual to get people to defend himself, then definitely, you know, even if before someone will kill you, definitely you might have killed one or two. So you will not die in vain. Felix, thank you very much for joining us from Kaduna today. We've got uh, Ben, who's calling from Agopalas Way. He's a first-time caller. Hello, Ben. Welcome. Good afternoon, President Sandra. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Yeah, you're welcome. So, um, I want to ask, how can 100 and over 100 students, over 100 students or mm-hmm. pupils mm-hmm. carry and nobody in the whole of the community, how were they carried? 
were they carried on foot? Were they carried with a bus? Well, we, d- we don't know bus? how these ones were carried, but in the past they've been carried on motorcycles, trucks, buses, sometimes also on foot. But they can't just carry people like that and nobody knows mm. and nobody is seeing them. Mm. Then secondly, the people that paid, uh, that, that dropped 10, uh, 10 motorbikes, mm. if the government wants to uh, get these people, is it not enough for them to bog these motorcycles so that they can always be tracked? It is not rocket science now. It is not rocket science. They can always bog the bikes and get these people. Okay. The government right. don't want to. The government doesn't want to do anything. You ask the question. Mm. Okay. The government doesn't. You said the, the government doesn't want to pay so that they don't keep funding them. So what do we do? We leave them to die. Mm. What do we do? Ben, these are very strong questions. Uh, these are very important questions, and uh, I wish I had the answers. West, unfortunately, we cannot take your call because we are out of time. But Adjulu Charles says that Nigerian University is not on any mission to redeem their image on sex scandals. The act is so rampant, it's become part of the system. The sex for grade got this fit because it went viral. There must be a better regulation and safe communication links for victims. We've got Grace Aladeja who says, I pray this report doesn't stop just yet because this thing still happens even until now. I discussed this with some friends weeks ago and I was told that you cannot even complain as a master's student because you aren't minor. They'll conclude it happened with consent between both parties. I'm sorry, what? As a master's student, you cannot complain. <laughs> God in heaven. We've got uh, the Serap Stander who says, without any form of sensation being raised here, I think the insecurity in the East, well, that we're not talking about insecurity in the East, though. But, oh, okay, well, you did say that uh, it was a plot. Okay, I'm not going to take that. That's very, very sensational. I'm going to leave you with that thought. People on Twitter can come and see it for themselves and engage with you there. We'll bring you business news and then League of Extraordinary Nigerians at five. Five o'clock, let's talk about funerals. Why do we choose when somebody is burying their loved ones to start making ridiculous demands of them? Live from the heart of Victoria Island, you're listening to your number one station, 99.3 Nigeria Echo.